welcome to Baking with House of Bread. And I am your host, Sheila McCann. So today I have a very special guest. Her name is Eileen Lowe. She's a good friend of mine. And we have rode a lot of miles together on bikes. <laughs> Eileen, I first heard about her because she was the cake lady. See, I'm the bread lady. She's the cake lady. Only her cakes, she was more of a home baker. And But when we had uh, birthday parties, Eileen always bought the cakes. Every year, there's a party, and it's always about getting Eileen to bake the cake for it. <laughs> and, and then I had a birthday party about 10 years ago, and this guy named Eric was like, yeah, we need to have more parties so we can have excuses for Eileen to make more cakes. <laughs> so her cakes are pretty special. So I'm having her talk about... Um, her tips for cake baking, and then she's got a vintage recipe to share. Eileen, tell us about how you started getting into baking cakes. Well, that's a good question, Sheila, and I love the story. That's <laughs> probably the first time I've heard that story. <laughs> yes, it's a true story, Eric Benson. Uh, I started baking cakes about the time uh, another good friend of mine was getting married. And I had a subscription to Bon Appetit magazine, and there was this uh, beautiful cover photo of a cake. She asked me to make her cake, her wedding cake. And at the time, I was a little intimidated by even the idea of it. Well, I can imagine when you have a responsibility for a wedding cake. A wedding cake. I mean, a birthday off. cake is yeah. different. Wedding cake is kind of big. <laughs> You're right. But, you know, I wasn't, any, I wasn't uh, someone to shy away from a challenge. So we uh, started out, I made the cake, a cake. We picked this, this cover cake from Bon Appetit and we made it for her wedding shower, her bridal shower. It was interesting because of course, I didn't follow the instructions exactly. I didn't make it in time enough to give it a chill, for example, to set up. So we learned from that, but nonetheless, I, ended up, I did end up making that cake for her wedding and it was a big hit. And I have since made this particular cake many times for birthdays and other occasions and then I've branched out to other cakes so it was really just started out as a fun challenge and turned out that a lot of people had fun with it mostly eating it <laughs> so did you uh, charge her for your the cake I don't know I did not because uh, Jin this was a good friend of mine who um, is also a seamstress and so she'd always help with crafty things and whatnot so I I don't think that I I have never charged for a cake. Yeah. <laughs> why, why not? Uh, I don't know. It's not, I'm, I'm not the business person. It's not in my blood to charge for things. I could probably learn. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She should be charging everybody out there because that's, I think it's common though, is that, especially for home bakers, when, but pretty soon everybody starts asking you, oh, can you do this, this, that, and the other thing. So I wouldn't be afraid to charge and I would go high. <laughs> but I'm glad you didn't charge me for my birthday cakes. <laughs> so what cake are you going to share with us? What oh, cake right. recipe? The recipe that I got started with that I um, so love is called Lemon Wedding Cake with Blackberry Sauce. It is a lemon curd with cream cheese frosting lemon cake. So the cake itself is... Uh, it has a slight lemon taste. It's basically a white cake uh, with a little bit of uh, zest. And then it's filled with lemon curd. So the cake layers are actually split, filled with lemon curd, and then it's frosted with a really delicate uh, 
uh, cream cheese um, frosting that also has lemon curd whipped in it. So just so you know, we're going to include the recipe at the end. It'll be in writing for you, so you'll have a copy of it. Where should they start? So when they get the recipe, what are, where do they start? I would say to read carefully <laughs> through the whole recipe. Uh, make sure you have um, all the ingredients on hand, which includes uh, a, a fair amount of fresh lemons, eggs, and cake flour. Okay, so do they have to use cake flour, or can we use like pastry flour or... I recommend cake flour. Now, pastry flour and cake flour are similar in terms of... The key thing in flour is the protein content because you do not want to develop gluten in a cake, right? You don't want a tough cake. The pastry flour has lower protein than bread flour. Cake flour, I don't think it necessarily has lower protein, but it's fined uh, much more, the smaller milk. And so it's a lighter flour in that regard. And it might be a little bit less protein. You know what? I did a whole podcast on flowers, and that was episode, I believe, one. And I researched cake flour then, but I don't remember when that what it was. <laughs> so, so if you really want to know what the protein content of the cake flour, you go back to episode one. Yeah. I do know that um, for bread, we definitely want 12% or higher. Um, and then pastry flour is somewhere around 8%. And I think cake might be 6 to 8 um, so there's always a range with flowers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's all start with cake flour, let's say, and then if you're in a pinch, use pastry flour, but don't don't dive into bread flour. One important thing about this recipe is uh, the necessity of sifting the flour. And I notice here the recipe also has uh, weight for the flour, so that's always a good barometer, I think. It's just to be careful that you get just the right amount, not too much, not too little flour. Why, why do you have to sift it? I think it's to aerate the flour and have a more even grain, a more uh, texture to the flour. Uh, but also, I think having the weight of the flour helps. The, yeah, sifting it aerates the flour a little bit so that it helps kind of mix everything, since okay. it is so fine, as you noticed. And then it won't clump. Make sure we have all the ingredients in hand. Read the recipe. Those are two basic but key tips to remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of eggs in this uh, recipe and... Uh, because it's a wedding cake recipe, it can easily be made in half. So the recipe as it was published um, it says it makes 48 servings. So it's a lot of cake. They know home bakers couldn't mix right. a full recipe at once. What do we do next? The other thing uh, I would say to have on hand is buttermilk. Uh, this recipe calls for four cups of buttermilk, a quart of buttermilk. And I think that also adds uh, some leavening, some natural degree of leavening and probably a little bit of flavor to it. Is there baking soda? There is baking soda. Yeah, yes, so to activate soda. the mm -hmm. baking soda, uh, buttermilk mm -hmm. is a key yeah. addition, mm -hmm. or lemon juice too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With this recipe, uh, you would make it in stages. So you'd make the lemon curd first, uh, and then you're going to use up a lot of eggs in the lemon curd. So the lemon curd um, recipe for the full recipe is a whole dozen eggs plus eight. So <laughs> almost two dozen eggs. You're going to use 20 eggs just in the lemon curd for a full recipe. But lemon curd is great to have on hand, and it freezes well. Make your giant batch of lemon curd. Well, there's nothing like uh, homemade lemon curd. Uh, takes three cups of lemon juice, two cups of butter, a quarter cup of lemon peel, 12 egg yolks, eight eggs, and three and a half cups of sugar. Okay, so two questions. 
Does it matter the temperature of the butter? Well, the lemon curd, since it's made on the stove, it doesn't. So when, you, when you're making the lemon curd, you can put chilled butter straight into your saucepan. Okay. Why do you have to separate the yolks? Because that sounds like a pain. <laughs> it does. It, the lemon curd is really a rich product. The yolks provide the substance of the, I'd say, the protein and the density. Okay. So 12 large egg yolks. And so you just hand separate those? Yes. Okay, so you put all those ingredients in at once on the stove? First you melt the butter, you add the lemon juice and the lemon peel together. So you, you put those three ingredients together first until the butter's melted. Then you whisk the yolks, the eggs, and the sugar in another bowl, and you gradually whisk the hot lemon mixture into the egg mixture. Then you put it back on the, on the heat for about 10 minutes. And you don't wanna boil it, you just wanna get it uh, up to a medium heat until it thickens. Then you, once it's thick, you transfer it to another bowl and you cool it and put it, put it in the fridge overnight. I, I don't get it how the eggs don't cook. Turn it off before they boil because you don't want it to, you don't want the eggs to curdle, but it, it comes up to a high enough temperature that the eggs are whatever, that there is a magic temperature for eggs to be safe but not um, boiled so that they're curdling like scrambled eggs. The next step is to make the cake. Uh, and you would start out preparing your pans. And the pans are really important in this recipe too. So what you'll see on the full recipe is that you're using eight inch, nine inch, 10 inch, and six inch. And they're all round? They're all round. I've made other shapes, but round is what this calls for. So you get a variety of, of sizes if you're actually making a wedding cake. You do want the two inch high sides, so don't try to slam it into a small, like an inch and a half size. Make sure you have the two inch high pan. Prepare your pans, which includes um, lining them with parchment. You don't have to butter and flour the pans, just line them with parchment. Do you spray the um, pans as well? No, you just okay. line them. Just line them. How, how come it doesn't stick on the sides? I think there's just enough butter in the recipe. Okay, because this is different than commercial baking. We spray, uh, when in doubt, you spray. <laughs> yeah, so when not, it probably sift the flour uh, together with the powder, the baking powder, salt, and soda. And then you start with your whipping of your butter. Now this is where the butter temperature makes a difference. Okay. So when you're starting to make the cake, you want to make sure your butter starts out at room temperature. You would probably start this recipe by just taking out the recipe calls for two cups of unsalted butter. Taking that out of the refrigerator, let it, and that'll generally they get to room temperature pretty quick. Mm -hmm. I mean, it depends on the room, but yeah. you know, twenty minutes pretty usually pretty good. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in a hurry or I forget, I'll um, zap it in my microwave on a low temp. One one last question. Yes. And I'm actually getting ready to do a another podcast on butter, and the reason why is because it was St. Patrick's Day, and I happened to leave my bakery. And I made the Irish soda bread, which is kind of like a scone, and it calls for cold butter, like a scone would. And I made it, and it was delicious. And then I go to another house of bread. Probably shouldn't name the name, but anyway, they had, in the morning, the bakers, I look at this bowl stuff, and I'm like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's the Irish soda bread dough. And I'm like, well, you got to bake it. You can't just let it sit around there. So what happens is they use room temperature butter, and then they let it sit there for, you know, whatever, an hour or so before it got baked. And it was not the same product. It did not taste nearly as good. The texture was off. 
and the flavor. I just thought butter affected, the temperature of the butter affected more of the texture, but it really affected both. Mm. So your temperature of the butter is important, and that's a sneak preview of a coming attraction podcast. <laughs> I, I want to go back to the flour and the dry ingredients just for a moment. Okay, why don't you just read off just what they are okay. and then the process. So the dry ingredients are eight for this whole recipe, two pounds, which is eight cups of cake flour, four teaspoons of baking powder, three teaspoons of baking soda, and two teaspoons of salt. I want to mention as far as sifting flour goes is I don't own a flour sifter, but I have several strainers at my house. I just wanted people to know that you can just use a, a wire strainer, pour it in and shake it or, you know, use a spoon or something. And I would do that to just sift my flour into cups. Okay. So you don't need special equipment. You probably have what you need. Okay. Good to know. And then do we have to sift the baking powder and soda? No, you can just sift the flour. And then, and then what I do is I'll measure the powder, soda, and salt, and then I might stir it with a whisk okay. into the flour. So then once your uh, dry ingredients are sifted, just, um, just set them aside. In a mixer now, you're going to use an electric mixer. You're going to beat um, the butter until smooth. So at this point, you will beat your um, butter, your room temperature butter until it's smooth. With the sugar? Uh, just the butter initially. And then you add the sugar gradually. And, okay. And you beat that until it's fluffy. Then you add the yolks. And so in the cake recipe, you're using, for the cake, calls for 10 large eggs. And these are separated. What does that mean, separated? So you separate the yolks from the whites. Which Again. you put in first. So in the cake recipe, you're going to beat the egg yolks in one at a time and beat well after each addition. Later, do one step at a time. So you're going to add your yolks one at a time, and then you're going to add the lemon peel and the vanilla. And then you're going to add your dry ingredients alternately with the buttermilk in three batches. And this is just to make sure that your batter stays smooth. So in other words, you're not adding all the flour at once or all the liquid at once. You're doing it okay. a bit okay. at a time so that it all it, it incorporates well. After that portion of the batter is done, you're going to separately beat the egg whites with some cream of tartar until you get um, firm peaks on the egg yolks. How long does that take? Oh, it takes uh, probably about five minutes. Okay. And then finally, fold in the beaten egg whites into the batter. And you, you can just do that by hand. Um, and so you're lightening up your cake batter with these egg whites, and it's another form of the leavening. So you've got, you not only have baking powder and soda and buttermilk, but now you're adding these nice egg whites. And so you're adding a real delicate level of leavening into this cake okay. batter. Okay, and can you just dump it in all at once, or do you have to do it slow? It's better to do a, a fold it in about a third at a time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to smash it. You want this, uh, you want to gently add these egg whites so that they're well incorporated into the dough, but not whipped in so that you're um, destroying the air. Okay. Like, just like bread, like the leavening in your bread. You don't want to destroy that air. So once your egg whites are gently incorporated throughout the batter, then you just pour them into the pans and bake. Okay. And how long do you bake for? The pans, uh, the cake pans, eight and nine inch, bake for 45 to 50 minutes. With temperature oven? It's going to be 350 degrees. Okay, and then how do you tell if cakes are done? Ooh, you test them with a, a tiny cake tester. Some people use, a, you can use a toothpick, but I do have a nice little metal cake tester that I love. Didn't know it existed. Yes. What's, what's a cake tester? It's a, uh, it's a small 
would say wire, but it, yeah, it's like a, it's like a stiff wire. It's about six inches long and you just drop it into your cake. And if there's no crumbs on it, it's done. Poke it with either a toothpick or a cake tester and then pull it out. And if it's clean, you're good to go. You're good to go. Okay. And then you'll let the cake uh, rest for at least uh, 15 minutes on a rack uh, before you loosen, you know, go use a knife to loosen the sides and um, oh, and that's what you do. So the spray, if you sprayed it, I bet you wouldn't have to loosen it with a knife that, that much. We could Just test, an idea. We could <laughs> test that out. We could test that out. Yeah. And then there's a frosting, which is a cream cheese frosting, which also the ingredients for the frosting are cream cheese, more butter, room temperature butter, a large quantity, a pound for the full recipe of powdered sugar, whipping cream, and then two cups of your lemon curd. So you're using the lemon curd both as a filling and as an ingredient for the frosting. You want to make your frosting um, and also chill that ahead of time. You can make that ahead. And then lastly, when you're ready, are you ready to assemble I'm ready. the cake? I'm ready. Ready to assemble the cake? All right, the cake assembly is a, is a special task here. We will split the layers. So you'll, you might need a special, you don't have to have a special tool. You either need a bread knife and a steady hand or a little cake splitter that looks like a little piano wire, an adjustable piano wire that you can split these layers. But splitting the layers gives you a nice thin, like a like three quarter inch or inch um, high layer that you then put your lemon curd on and stack these layers. So, so you have two eight inch pans, you're gonna split each layer in half um, and you get a, a, nice, a nice layer of filling in between and then the cream cheese on top. And then you have to be careful to chill this before you, um, before you serve it. Each layer has a filling, right? Yes. And then do you frost the whole entire thing? Yes. In fact, the cake layers get, get cut in thirds. Can you explain the process of uh, cutting up the cakes and whether or not you stack them or how it's displayed? Sure. So this recipe calls for uh, uh, four cake sizes. Eight, nine, ten, and six. There's uh, four sizes of cakes, uh, and they each have their own appeal. And I would say that the different sizes just gives you that um, variation in um, for aesthetics. Okay, and so I think what she's talking about is just looks. Mm -hmm. And it's just sort of like when we uh, put pastries in our display case, we try to do different elevations of them and different size uh, display because it creates a little more of interesting and dynamic look to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so this cake is really delicate and soft, and it, so it does not get stacked on top, what like would a happen traditional wedge cake. What happened if you did try to stack it, would, would it, it would cave in? You'd probably have a landslide. Okay. And I'd, I'd ha I have had many landslides, even with, this, <laughs> with the small cake, that I learned the first time I made it. What caused the landslide? The lemon curd. So, Too much? <laughs> here's a tip that's not in the recipe. When I assemble, when I cut and assemble this cake, I usually also use um, a straw, a plastic straw, that I will cut into segments and use as uh, like rebar, almost like if you're, uh, you're building a retaining wall or something, you put some rebar in there so that the cake doesn't slide around on the lemon curd. You take each finished cake, you let it cool for 15 minutes, and then you take your cake cutter or sharp knife and you cut it into thirds, correct? Yes, what I'm gonna clarify though is, you let your cakes cool on the rack for 15 minutes before you flip them out of the pan. 
Oh, okay. And then you want them to cool completely before you cut them. So once they're completely cool, then you slice, uh, slice your layers in thirds. This is why it's important to have the right tool. You either have to have a really steady hand with your uh, knife uh, and a good eye, or one of these little cake slicers, the little... Um, oh, it's like fishing wire. It work? is. It's almost like, but you need to hold something steady. So this little cake, they're very inexpensive, these cake slicers. with the, I call it like a piano wire. It is a very um, light wire, and it's an adjustable um, element uh, that you slide up and down, and you, you slice your uh, cake into thirds, <clears throat> and then you will like to have either a cardboard round or a um, or even better a uh, metal spatula there you'll you'll need something thin metal to um, support your cake layer and I should have mentioned in the very beginning the other equipment that you'll want to assemble this cake are cardboard rounds that you can get at a craft store the cake rounds because you'll want to have your cake supported when you're assembling it Put your first third layer on a cordboard round, uh, and then you'll put your lemon curd in between, uh, stack another layer. How, how much lemon curd? Is it just like a thin layer, like you're doing peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something? It's a little more than that. It says three tablespoons on, a, on an eight-inch cake. I've probably used more than that, and maybe that's why I had my landslide problem. So the more curd you use, the more likely it is to slide around on you. So okay. you do want to be careful with it. You'll assemble your <clears throat> cakes with the curd. And then finally, uh, you'll... So put, there's two layers of curd. There's two layers of curd. Apply the frosting uh, to the full-on cake. And this frosting, because it's a little bit soft, it's very forgiving. And so the, the idea would be to just kind of swirl it on. You don't need a real smooth... This cake doesn't have that smooth wedding cake look to it. And then what do you put on top? I usually decorate with flowers which also makes it very forgiving. And I'll go get some favorite flowers from... What color? Do you, is there a certain color you're looking for in these flowers, or does it really matter? It doesn't really matter. The cake frosting itself will have a real light yellow tinge to it, kind of yellow, creamy yellow. would complement almost any flowers. So it's just real flowers is what you're putting I like on to it. use real flowers. Uh, you can also use a little bit of greenery. Uh, I think you, um, you don't want to be careful not to set them too deeply into the cake, but of course you can remove them easily when you actually serve them. Or you can also, I mean, if you're putting a cake on display, you can have a cake on display with the flowers and then have these other cakes. If you're making the full recipe, have the other cakes ready to cut and serve. I see. So you could just do the final flowers on the one that's presented mm -hmm. and all the other cakes, you would just serve those. Mm -hmm. When we started this, I visualized this whole stacked wedding cake like normal, but this is, um, each pan is separate. So you have like, you know, four different size cakes, mm -hmm. right? That are mm -hmm. with the lemon layer and the frosting. Yes. yes. Okay. Any other last tips for these home bakers? <laughs> uh, go for it. So it, I, I realized as we're kind of getting through this, especially with the assembly, that it sounds complicated, but this recipe really isn't that complicated, but you have to just dive in and try it and, and then make it your own and have fun with it. And it really is delicious. It's, uh, I, I've never experienced a recipe that had as many fans as this cake. Well, thank you very much, Eileen. I can tell you that it is delicious because I've had this cake. <laughs>
and now I know what went into it. And I'm not sure I believe her. I think it does sound complicated because we're talking a lot of layers and then a lot of process. There's three different steps. So I think I'm going to stick with bacon bread. All right. I'll make your cake for your birthday. Well, thank you. I'm planning on it. All right. Happy baking, everybody.